Do you know what makes a difference in a great Hollywood film? It's understanding the why behind it. And today, Damon Wolf joins us, tells us about the backstory of his new feature film, Spinning Gold, and many other amazing Hollywood features. So enjoy this episode. Well, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's so good to have you. It's funny to, to uh, you're like quasi-retired. So I feel like you have lived a Hollywood life. I did. 28 years. 28 years. Wow. Wow. I know. Do you, are you still a fan of the movies? Like, do you? Well, here's what I'll say is that, um, yes, I am. How can I not be? It's in my family blood. It's just literally what, you know, what we, what we did. And, um, and I love, I love the movies. I love the idea of movies. I love the idea of how movies used to shape culture, define culture. And now it's on the brink of not doing that. It is reacting to the culture that someone else has set. And that is why we have so much content. Um, but I do love movies, you know, and you, you catch one every now and then that's like, well, this is a fucking amazing thing. And I have one that one's coming up, but this, uh, but the idea of movies changing so much that to work in the movie for what I did in a creative field changed so much overnight in a, in a way that um, it just wasn't the same thing. So having that Lionsgate 2019, which was literally the year of my career. I mean, every single thing worked. And um, and then to have COVID come and then start selling the movies off to VOD. And, da, 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 da. and when I when we were releasing Barb and Stargate of the Sadal Mar, which is the funniest movie oh, ever in the world. Hilarious. Um, and it was such a great campaign. And it's like, does anybody hear it? You know, where, <laughs> what's the deal? And it just sort of like, it was time to go. Yeah. Because there's nowhere to go but down. Well, you know? I, was, I, I always imagine retiring and all I'm going to do is binge watch. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> I want to know if you're a fan or do you just run away and start gardening or buying antique cars or something else in retirement? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes, surprisingly. No. Um, but I've been renovating my house in the French Quarter, which is ex- y'all got to come see it. You got to do a show from New Orleans, okay. from the courtyard. It's the most magical place. Yeah, next week. So- and there's, there's <laughs> weird, but there's a weird Hollywood like thing that going on there. You know, they oh. spent a billion dollars uh, last year in New Orleans on, on 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 movies. But there's this weird kind of like you see a lot of people like Jennifer Coolidge, and I mean, there's weird. It's like a little mini Hollywood, but. Um, so it's be tax deductible for your t- oh, trip. Love yeah, it. Yeah, good things. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do do that. But you know what? I love I love entertainment. I the problem is is that the, the movies that are being offered is um, they're not my kind of movies, so to speak, uh, because they don't make my kind of movies in movie theaters anymore. And my kind of movies are kind of like terms of endearment. Um, uh, Sweet Home Alabama, um, you know. Oh, it's, Sweet Home Alabama. That's a that's fun a good one. one. Yeah. You yeah. a baby in a bar. <laughs> you know, like it's <laughs> good for <it's>, you. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like we're we're inundated with these films that are so um, engineered right now, and the, the the problem is is that then it's like everybody does it, and guess what's happening? People are like, oh god, I'm so tired of this shit, and mm. it's going to sort of like you know go away and they'll figure out something that, you know, everybody just crowds against and stuff. And there's just, but there's no kind of strategic kind of balancing of the movies that I think that, you know, it's up to the studios and sort of the people making the movies to define the movies that 
or offered. Yeah, Keith in his uh, newsletter this week talked about you know the death of the Halloween franchise quite literally. Where like last year was um, you know a fifty million dollar film. This year it's dropped by ten percent or twenty percent or something like that. And it's almost ridiculous of like, did anybody realize or think that we're going to actually watch the same movie over and over again, year after year, and be able to tell the difference anymore? And so it's almost like there was like, who's making these decisions? Are we just... (laughs) Well, but we will... Listen, you know as well as I do that Hollywood will beat a concept into the ground, kill it, shoot it, and run over it with a car. Toy Story 4 is like the worst thing you could ever do to a franchise. It was Toy Story. five years later, they're going to bring it back out. You know what I mean? But um, I think that, uh, you know, listen, horror, I, I still am excited about horror. I love horror. I actually am producing movies and I have produced a um, horror movie that comes out in January and it's super fun. And um, I think that, you know, the Halloween franchise, it was such a big thing. And last when it did such a big number, I think they had to sort of end it, you know, and yeah. I think they, they really had to. And, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is a friend of mine. We became very close on Knives Out and um, I adore her. And. I mean, good for her. I mean, she's having such an amazing year. I mean, she really is with that, you yeah. know, that the A24 movie. I mean, so good. Well, she she's a movie star. Yeah. What are you going to do? She's a movie yeah. star. She's a movie star. And you know what? She's the, I've met everybody. Everybody. <laughs> um, she's the only real person in Hollywood. Wait, not Will Smith? What are you talking about? Will Smith? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, what about Will Smith? Come on. No, no, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Yeah, we're not going to go there. The ones that I've kind of got, gotten really close to and stuff to see, I mean, it's like she is such a real person. And, um, you know, it's like, listen, congratulations to her. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You talk all, a lot about rehashing the same genre. And I feel like I wrote a little bit about this in my newsletter, too. It was like, I'm a comic book geek. Mm-hmm. So I grew up kind of reading them and. And so the Marvel sort of era was sort of a high point for me, but now I'm kind of in like, ang- I'm kind of conflicted because they've, the quality has just dropped significantly, even Marvel struggling. And then, you know, I had high hopes for that, you know, Black Adam could be like the reset of the DC universe and mm-hmm. they're kind of trying to figure out who's going to run it. And now it's just reading the reviews and it sounds like, nope, they haven't figured it out either. And it's just like, I, I feel like, that's one of the genres you're talking about where it's like, it's slowly starting to die a slow death because they're beating it. Yes, it is. You can feel it. You can feel it. You know, it's like, I remember we opened up, um, you know, the Avengers that like broke every record, which was, I think in 2019, um, that was like a, that was like a big feeling. You know what I mean? It was like an ET feeling. It was a, it was a moment of like, it was a, a hallmark in our, in our business. And it seemed from there, it just kind of, nothing has ever sort of with, with, with Marvel or the superhero franchises. But I think that when you have so every single person in Hollywood is in one and, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't even know what the, I don't know who is from what and which ones they cross over into and stuff. But I mean, when that's the business that's offered, you know, and this is the business that you've chosen, that's the big work you're going to do. Yeah. And, you know, but I will say that, um, there was a time, and I agree with you, um, that Marvel was some fun. I mean, it was like a symphony. It really was. Yeah. It was like their, mm-hmm. their movie making, the, the way it was marketed, the, the, the grandeur and the respect, I think, was, was symphonic. And 
I think what's happened is that, you know, what happens when you take make a photocopy of something and then you got to pass it out to the teachers and they make a photocopy of something and then photocopy, photocopy, that you're just struggling to read what the hell it is. Um, I think copycats and sort of, you know, other other movies is, is what's happening. And that's what kind of ultimately diminishes people's. So do you, you're making your own films now, right? And well, I'm, not, I'm not making them. I'm producing them, which is like oh, marketing. It's like marketing just to the to the to the studio you know <laughs> it's like it's right, just, right right you're just, just a tom and nicole just a tom yeah. and nicole like you know it's like mindset of like what film should i make is the first thing you're thinking about marketing like do you realize do you when you're reading Absolutely. something you're like oh Absolutely. this could be sold therefore yeah 100 and I, i'll tell you that there's three things that are coming up for me that are just really exciting and, and we're talking <laughs> Y'all don't realize how stupid I am. I mean, and I mean that like, I, if I didn't find this business, I would have been, I don't know what, because I failed to read the math twice at LSU, you remember. And I don't really have this thing, but when I found this business, it can be applied to anything, whether you're producing, whether you're doing it to an audience. But uh, I don't know if you know who Dion Taylor is. Do you know who no, Dion Taylor is? No, I don't. Uh-uh. Okay. The director of Dion Taylor, I just want to tell you this, is that, so him and his wife, Roxanne, have a company called Hidden Empire. And um, I met them when I uh, worked on their film, The Intruder. And it opened big and it was like, you know, it was a real success and black and blue. And we had Fatal at Lionsgate and stuff. And, you know, listen, this man is self-taught. He has created the company and he's done it. You know, it, it, it's, it's an African-American media empire. And this last movie we did, I helped him with, he financed, wrote, produced, directed, uh, wow. marketed, and distributed it, all done at high, If Edgar Wright would have done that, that would have been front page news for a week straight. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And not even a minute. I mean, we had to get it mentioned after the movie came out. It was the highest grossing limited release movie uh, in COVID. But anyway, so he went and shot this movie in, uh, in, uh, in COVID. And it was called like something with fear. And it was like a great cast with like T.I. and, you know, uh, uh, Joseph Sicoria and uh, uh, Ruby Modine and, you know, like Terrence J. It's like, you know, this really it's a it's a horror movie. And when I got to it, when I when I watched it with him, I was like, Dion, you have stumbled upon something so important because what you've done is you've created. He just went and made a movie. But what he sort of delivered was a concept, a high concept horror film based on the idea that your emotions can kill you. The emotion of fear can kill you actually. And wow. so I was like, this is a big idea. We're going out and we're going to make it a franchise. I called like all my people, Tom and everybody. And I'm like, next Halloween, love the horror story. You know, I mean, like it's because the, you're the, a franchise, ba- and these are micro budgeted, uh, well done. He's a, he's a great director. He has an eye. And so I looked at it immediately through marketing and expanded it into something that I really think is going to be a financial, you know, kind of windfall and a creative outlet that can kind of keep going for a little while. So I, that's what I did with that. Free Agents, we have another one with uh, Nicki Minaj and 50 Cents with Hidden Empire, and we have it with uh, Sony with Tom and Nicole. And um, and that's a big, ballsy heist movie. And it is a big commercial film, and it's wet, and it's sort of glossy, and it's got big numbers and bank heists and Nicki Minaj's everything. Nicki Minaj's. And, <laughs> you know, it's, but, but what I'm looking at, well, 
he's got to make the movie. I'm looking at it at every moment on every page. What exactly do I need to capture and change the dialogue? And oh, you can't say that after, or you're going to get a post 11. So you might as well do one version with this, you know, dialogue. And I think that it's, it's weirdly like works very, very well. You know, that's like kind of my theory is like, if you, if you know the end, you have the end in mind, mm -hmm. then really the whole thing flows. The struggle oh. people have is that they have a desire for something. They haven't thought about who's going to watch it, where it would play, how oh, much money it's going to take. And therefore, you know, and, and like it, especially at the marketing, the end result, like, but if you start with the why you're making it, then you kind of like could reverse engineer the entire film to the film you need to make to get those results. And you really stack up a series of films. It's, yeah. it's not yeah. one film doesn't make your career. You have to know how to make the next film and the next film, and the next film, and you play them all together. Well, but the problem is, and you know this because from your studio days, is that everyone in the studio is a marketer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. You just hit, you hit my soft spot, Damon. <laughs> we can't make the movies, you know? It's like, but what I'll say is that, you know, I've worked at places and or broken down walls for myself because I needed to, um, working with, uh, you know, production in a very, very, like, at TriStar, Nicole and I, she's my wife. She will be my wife for the rest of my life. I love her. And it, it was a marriage. And Tom actually created that because of marketing needed to be in everything. Yeah. yeah right. When I got to Lionsgate, it was always kind of a little, you know, kind of separate. But listen, myself and Nathan Kahane, we had just come off the success of Don't Breathe. You know, I mean, like, we had this relationship and we, we looked at everything as a, a togetherness thing. And I think yeah. that the more studios do that, but it's so hard, you know, you know politics. I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm releasing a movie, a commercial movie on the, on par with any other studio. And it's going to feel that way with eight people. <laughs> and I, I mean, I have a, a department of 150. Including your cast. <laughs> I'm talking about marketing and distribution. There's eight uh, people that is going to release this film. And it is on par with anything that I've ever done yeah, with right. 150 people, you know? Right. Um, and it's, it, it's, a, it's a movie Hollywood didn't want, but it's the movie that America has been looking for. And um, that's, it's a special film. It's called Spinning Gold. I don't, you, might, you might have heard about it. It's been around yeah. for about three years. This is the Casablanca records. It is. And, yeah. and here's the deal. The movie does something that no movie in Hollywood can do right now, because we like to tell everybody every single thing, every little detail about the thing before they get in the, the theater. The theater, yep. Um, this movie does something that you just don't do. And this is why it's going to be successful, because at the end of the movie, when you've watched it, you're sitting in the dark, they turn on the lights, and you're like, how the fuck did I not know about this? <laughs> oh, yeah. It is, it, it catches an audience by surprise. Yeah. And there's no greater feeling than sitting in an audience in a movie, because that's a meditative state. I, I remember films like that. Those are the ones that, yeah. are, that stick with you. I, and the, the um, because it's a cultural experience that we had, and we're having Again, where you understand, yeah, yeah, it brings yeah. us together. Yeah. When we tested the movie, every single person in there was caught off guard because they're like, how did I not know this story? And it just promotes a conversation and sort of like, and that word of mouth. And so it's, it's a special film. And, um, 
and we're doing it with eight people and uh, it's going to be a hit. I love it. I love it. Where is it now? What's the, well, so we are, so I just actually at this, um, after this meeting, I'm going to re I'm going to present the, the full strategy. We've done the entire, you know, kind of positioning audience. We've done research. We've, uh, you know, a, a full marketing deck that, uh, Publicity, media, you name it, stunts, South by, the, 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 I mean, everything. And, and so we presented that. Now we're actually, um, I'm sort of kind of heading up with the materials making of the, of the stuff. So I'm working with the vendors and which is my favorite thing to do. And we're creating the materials. Uh, you know, PR is starting that sort of path to sort of create this thing. But, you know, we have a limited amount of money. But this money, when you do it like this, it's like, and let's just say if, if, I mean, it's more than this, but let's say it's $5 million PNA. That $5 million with eight people is like a $15 million PNA sure. at the studio because you're spending a million dollars before someone says, no, nope. all right, go yeah, back. Exactly right. And, you know, so you're really working with the filmmakers and, and, and they're so appreciative because this is not their world, but mm. So we're creating the marketing materials. We're uh, we're going to launch, you know, kind of our our campaign probably next week before AFM to announce that it, the date we've chosen, which is um, oh my god, oh yeah, we're doing the rules. No, I'm not going to. The publicity woman, I'm scared of, and she'll kill me. Um, <laughs> yeah, she will. And uh, she probably she's, hasn't sold to an outlet for an exclusive. She's the, best in the business. she's the best in the business. And every single, this is, I was talking to somebody from Warner brothers who was going to come on the team with us. And she's like, you have assembled an amazing team. I said, because every single person that is doing that particular job is an expert in their field and the respect. And when you're an expert, you don't need to convince anybody, you know, you right. submit it and people respect it. And it works within your own, everybody else's uh, five them. And it's true. And it's a special group. And this is going to work. And we're going to do it again, like we did with yeah. the house next door. We're going to do this and we're going to do another one. And pretty soon, I think people will understand that like, oh, wait, I'm spending all that money, giving it away. <laughs> and eight people can do this. Right? Thinking. Yeah, right. Yeah, I love it. It's, so it's something it's, you're, you're rethinking marketing world marketing distribution. and yeah and i i've kind of stated this is like it's the end of the blockbuster right what started with jaws ended with marvel I, I that, that world is over. Said, when you said that it was so sad <laughs> <laughs> i know because it's been our whole life it is sad, sad. yeah it's sad yeah. it is but yep. you, but the open door is what you're talking about like yeah we don't have to compete with marvel anymore now there's now you can touch an audience. You can get some followers. You can find loyal groups of people to the work that you're doing and do it seven times. You'll be a focused pictures or whatever. And like, you can kind of keep going. And the research shows that for this particular thing, which takes place in the, you know, it is, it is a, you know, a, a finite amount of time where a, one man did something extraordinary and he, he discovered Every single music act that is the soundtrack to our lives at our mm. age. I mean, Gladys Knight, um, Kiss, Parliament, um, you know, the, the Village People, um, <laughs> you name it. Yeah. Uh, he found Bill Withers changing uh, toilet seats on an airplane. Um, wow. Wow. And 
this is the things that really have affected you everywhere you go. You think of that. You will always know this music. It's like it's played at every wedding. Yeah, and, it's like it's the wedding dance music. You don't even know his name, and you don't yeah. even know his name because he died right after they all hit, died of cancer. Mm-hmm. And but what I'll say is this: is it's a happy movie directed by his son, and who was a phenomenal uh, director, and and it's it's got. A, a new um, song, you know, kind of a, an original song because all these artists, Donna Summer, all these, they loved him so much. You know what they did? Here, here's my music for the movie. Do you know what we had to pay for Ricky and the Flash music? I mean, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, but they, they, they love this. And do you know how hard it is to get famous people yeah. to say something nice about someone else? Yeah, we did a hundredth anniversary or hundredth episode thing and get all those famous people to do that. I'm just kidding. That was a struggle. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like it's it's that thing that famous people don't like promote other famous people. They're no, you know, especially it's all in a competition. But all these people say this man, this man is the reason that I am who I am, and it's such a wonderful thing. It's a wholesome but nostalgia. For the audience, what we ch- we tested it in Dallas was the reason they f- they want something to feel like it used to feel, and mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah, I'm sure. It is pretty awesome to have the ability to find a story, just like that's like a treasure hunt, right? And when you find that one story that you know the world needs to hear, to have the skill the ability, the network, whatever that is, that you could produce that film. You can get it out of archive in a way, get it out of somewhere that's been lost and put it out there in front of people so they can share it. You you're became a, you become like a cultural you know, connector. You're, you're the storyteller and the, of the moment from the ages, right? That's pretty cool. It really is, you know, and I have such respect for, you know, storytellers and writers and stuff. I think that I mean, God, to tell a story. I mean, I only have my actual story, which is probably more crazy than any one that someone could come up with. But to come up out of thin air and think of something like is how, I mean, like how, how bow down. And I think that, you know, when you have that kind of talent, if you do not use it, it is wasted talent that people would. And the ones I'm most impressed with are the prolific storytellers. Yeah. They can, the Aaron Sorkins of the world, just keep pulling um, stuff out over and over and over. It's TV show, film, it doesn't matter. It just keeps on coming. You're like, where does it, where does it come from? It's, it's that's why that person's doing what they're doing, right? They're the best in the field. Yeah, it's and it's and there's a, and there's only a few of them, you yeah. know. Yeah. But there's a bunch of them that are undiscovered. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I say that because it's like, you know, listen, I mean, Hollywood is the last great industry where you can come here with $250 to your name and some rollerblades and, you know, ascend to the sort of heights of, of your, your, your career with just talent and learning on the job and how to sort of manage that. And it really is a, one of the last places. I'm so lucky. You're so lucky you had $250. All I had was a Chevron credit card. I didn't even have 250 bucks. I lived on that Chevron credit card. I my totally stole what they would give me. It was the, they had food. They had I, gas. I, I, what else did I need as a PA? Well, yeah. I, 
Did you did you totally reality bikes that shit? I mean, I was <laughs> people my credit card and like give me some cash, you know. I was using my miles that they're paying me for being a PA and to pay off their credit cards to get my food to go into the miles. To run. You think, like you know, my first apartment, like we slept on the floor. Me and my friends slept on the floor. We had a pillow and a blanket and a clock radio that we'd listen to Dr. Laura Schlesinger every night as our oh, entertainment. Yeah, yeah, of course. Ah, <laughs> Dr. Laura, I love it. You know, it's like you just sort of like, kids today, oh, no, 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 that's not happening. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, they would I never in, do that. I lived in a room in someone's house. That's all I oh. could have is like, I, I yeah, had to like mow her lawn and everything to keep, to pay my rent. And I mean, it's like, but, but that's what makes you, the, the, that makes you, here's what it does, is that no matter what, you could drop me out of a plane in Afghanistan and I would be running the resistance and having a, you know, a, a room ready. Yeah. That thing. My <clears throat> kids today would be Siri North or South, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, failure is not an option. Like it's no, that it's, not. it's simple. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. not going to fail. Like I, but they are so smart. They're so much smarter than we are, but it's like scary smart, but can't change tire. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's very true. Yeah. Very true. So I, I um I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm only, I'm glad it's only like six hours because I would watch this for forty hours if they're there. But I've been watching the Get Back documentary slash film on Disney Plus about the Beatles last yeah. album. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, we're very lucky to have this film. Peter Jackson did an incredible job. He remixed it. He cut it in a way that the story is very fluid and, and obvious. But um, what's what I love about it is it's the creation of an album. And sometimes they're just like on a piano, humming something and humming something. And then Paul would start with a word and then like, you know, get back comes out of just like humming and playing or whatever. But also like all the effort, all the work to put an album together, because as Mm -hmm. a consumer, it's already done when you grab it. So you have right. such a skewed version of what it actually takes to create something. It, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's true effort. And people in Hollywood, they kind of know the difference. You're like, well, do you know what it looked like before you before, ever saw it? I mean, I appreciate right. you liked it, but do you know what it meant to get it out there and, and, and make that thing? It's, listen, you're creating art. I mean, it's like, this is the, this is the canvas of that art. That is the canvas of that art. And um, it is, it is the most, it, vulnerable thing it, you know and all all of us no matter what you do in this business there is a creative element to it because you know it, it really is so we're all creative people and all we are are insecure people being like do you like my painting you know it's <laughs> sort of like it really is yeah, it is That's, and yep. it's you know and that weirdly com- you know connects us um mm. but it's the thing that has always driven this town, which is, you know, insecure artists produce amazing art for the world to see because it, it's so personal and it tells a story about them. And, and that's all that we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that, you know, that we don't completely give ourselves away and not continue to shape culture, but react to it because Amen. I know because that's what we're doing right now. And there's so much content because all we're doing is feeding what has happened. Yeah, what absolutely. And we're not really- Just being an echo chamber. All we're yeah. doing right now is an echo chamber. It's, you're it's, not, yeah. We're not strategically putting forward 
the message and shaping the change of, 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 of the culture, you know, like social media, TikTok, you know, all that kind of stuff. They're doing that. And I think that that's a, that's a role. And it's not bad. And it's, maybe it's evolution. I don't know. But I think there is still a big voice at the table for feature films. And in its meditative state of going into a theater in a darkened room and watching something that you are not, the phone's not ringing and the mailman's not coming. And the kids aren't shitting on the floor. You know, it's like, it is, it is a meditative state and you are trans fixed to that story and that means something and it was it, it's an important it's an important act for us to do yeah amen that's that's an amazing message it's exactly right it's kind of what keith and i want to call out here is like look at we we recognize there's something different there's something yeah. that's changing we can lament we can talk about the you know it's unfortunate some of the things we love have gone away but they've gone away and there's a new moment, a new change, a new opportunity, and therefore we need new voices. We can't have, you know, the elders running the studios. We have to have the young voices available. We need to have yeah. new people making new things, not just repeating the old stuff over and over and over, making the copies, as you say. Well, and it doesn't um, feel. It, it doesn't feel. Um, it doesn't feel. Even with the big studios, as you know, as as competitive as they were. Um, it all felt collaborative. And I'm telling you, Apple is not, they're not, they're doing their own thing. You know, that's all, the, Apple considers themselves a whole other thing than the rest and Netflix that. And so there isn't this sort of like camaraderie. There isn't this sort of kind of like, let's, let's all sit at the table and let's talk about what our, how are we going to, how are we going to fix the fucking world? You know what I mean? It's like, what, where's, where are those conversations? Yeah. Yeah, I think the streaming world has just dominated it all, and it's just it's all us versus them now, and it's just they lost that. But that's I mean that's a choice that we've made. Yeah, that's a choice sure. that we've yeah. all made because, I mean, it's just like there you know it used to be there was such an antagonistic relationship between the studio and the exhibitors. It used to not be that way with my grandparents; they were full on you know paramount people, but then it became antagonistic. And, you know, those are our, because we, studios have no point of sale for their, their, they spend $35 million and to another 25 making the movie. And they have no data on the point of sale of who went and saw their movie. Yep. AMC does. And there was always this antagonistic relationship. But you see that coming together. You see that ending. You see that. And that's simply because someone said, I mean, I know I did it with Elizabeth is I picked up the phone and I said, this is so ridiculous that there's a fight in here when we all have the same goal. Because you going out of business, we going out of business. business. <laughs> like, not just, good for anybody. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and, and so the, it all starts with a conversation. And I do think that in Hollywood, someone can pick up the phone and call Netflix. Hey, look, let's talk. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, right. like, and it's like, but I don't know if that's happening because it feels like, oh, someone said they're trying to put us out of business. But no, that's not. This has what has changed everything. Right. And if we want to be mad at somebody, we can mad at this because the conversation that you see yeah. on here is very different than I am and I'm <laughs> sure from my mother. And but yeah. but someone has to have a talk and be like, hey, can we just sit around a table and like it's maybe going down south, you know, from uh, a few of us and we don't want that to happen because we have to find culture and we need to continue doing that. So how do we get on the path together? 
Right. Yeah, it's like a, an awakening. We just need an awakening in this in this world. We need that, the voices. That this drug, day. whatever they gave them, you know, Aldopa. <laughs> well, keep in mind it was like Spielberg and Lucas that started the last movement. They were film geeks. They weren't the yeah. druggies. The druggies were their friends that were <laughs> exactly. But remember when like Steven Spielberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, and David Geffen came together to start a studio. You know, it's like these are. Titans of their own world come to start a studio and it felt important. It felt like meaningful. And it's like, I just, where are they? Where are the, 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 the. yeah, we're yeah. ready for them. Where's yep. the, maybe that's us. Maybe yeah. that's us. There you go. I like that. Let's finish on that note. <laughs> exactly. Damon, I know you have to take off somewhere, but uh, I do. I have a meeting and then a plane. Yeah. plane. So before you j jump off, tell yeah. us again the film. Okay. And you're not going to tell us when it's coming up, but give us a timeline. We're in the spring, so what's happening? It will, it will be around Easter. Okay. Around Easter, around got Easter. it. Okay. And it's called. It's called Spinning Gold, Spinning and it is Spinning the story Gold. of Neil Bogart and Casablanca Records, and how he literally gave us the soundtrack of our lives. And it is without a doubt you're going to leave that with a happy feeling. A spring in your step you're going to dance in the aisles and you're going to do something that no film has been able to do in a very very long time you're going to leave surprise and that's a really good feeling to have and probably and, leave with songs in our heads that we won't be able well, to get out for a week right <laughs> yeah. I, I, i'll tell you listen the mid you know glass nice midnight train to georgia yeah that train wasn't always going to georgia come see the movie to find out what <laughs> Whoa, that's a good little teaser. I like and that. The, and you know, Kiss and Kiss, yeah. the song Beth, come find out who it's really about. They, they didn't rock and roll all night and party every day. Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> well, I mean, what you find out is like, well, they were just a couple boys from Israel. I mean, like, literally, they, you know, it's like they, it's it's a wonderful movie, but it, because it is, it, it tells you the story behind the music. And I love that. It's My such favorite. a wonderful thing, the details that he has found. Great. So, well, thank you for making that film so we can enjoy. Yes. Well, I would buy some media on your space if you sold any media. Do you sell media? Do you, you know, yeah, we you, sell. Yeah, you we should sell. Yeah. Break. You do? Okay. Because yeah. you should break this podcast into a little commercial break by spinning gold. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we... Uh, we'll drop you in at the 15 and 20 minute mark. mark. There you go. Sounds <laughs> good. We're only doing 10s and 15s now because the 30 second spot people cannot pay attention to. But you know, so. it costs extra to have the producer as a profile on the show. So we'll send you that second bill. For that's, called, that's called <laughs> pay to play, bro. Pay to play. A, that's called a paid media promo. <laughs> no, there you go. Paid media promo. That's it. <laughs> Sounds like Damon's our new business partner. There, there you go. Sold. Listen, I'm so proud of you guys. It's such Thank a great- Thank you. I mean, listen, I'm so proud. And your, your show is really doing what we all need to be doing is to stop and think for a moment yep. what we are doing to the movie business. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a great thing. And I, I, I just hope much, much more success. Well, thank, thank you. you very much, David. Appreciate we love it. it. We love you, man. Thank you for being part of it. Thanks for being a part of it. All right, take care. Yeah, Later. thank you. <laughs>